piercing your firewall and filling your ports with technology goodness. It's the 1352 Report. Welcome to another feature-packed and exciting episode of the 1352 Report. My name is Bruce Ellicord, and from Maryland we have... Sean Burgess. And from New Hampshire... Paul Tyler. And from New Hampshire... Paul Tyler. <laughs> and from New Hampshire... She's in Rhode Island. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, Jeff. Just waiting. I figured I had, you know, 48 more. He had 48 more tries. And from Rhode I Island. Think, I think she happened in. Even I knew that. Wow, we have a special guest. Uh, I mean, Bruce, Sean... it is a small state, but, you know, give it some respect. Sean Burgess's wife, Colette. Colette, thank you for joining the podcast. You're just in my kitchen, that's all. Wow. Oh, so... Uh, Let's dive right into the world of, of Lotus and everything uh, Lotus-related. Lotus just released the uh, Foundations video. So Mr. Burgess just watched it, and Sean's going to give us some feedback on it. Well, Bruce. Well, Bruce. Uh, <laughs> no, it was okay. I mean, as far as viral videos go, if you don't know the product, though, it was is a little vague. Um I did like lots of the uh, uh, the homage it pays to some of the older movies out there, but it was okay. So, Nothing great. It's Sean, not going to sell any product. Okay, so Sean, what in your mind makes a video viral? Um, uh, if people laugh hard enough, did they send it to their friends? Okay. Jess, what uh, what uh, what do you think of the video? Well, I thought, you know, not even I ha- I'm at the point now where I haven't even seen foundations yet, except from what I saw at the opening general sessions, and obviously I still haven't seen it from this ad. Um, so I would say that it's a very a great improvement. It's nice to see them out there advertising. It's nice to see all the hits. Judging by the comments on the YouTube thread, you can tell that. It's really not resonating, I don't think, with the type of people that they're trying to get it resonating with. But at the same time, like Sean said, it's great to see that the humor is targeting the right people. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got that geek cred going on, and it was a very funny ad. Um, for viral, you know, my opinion, the definition of something that's viral is just like a virus, it spreads. So you see it, you pass it on to somebody else, they see it, they pass it on. You know, if somebody from IBM gets it back because a friend sent it to them and thought it would be funny, then they could probably, you know, call success on it. Mm-hmm. But it's great to see the insane amount of hits and views that it's had and the comments that it has in the short time it's been there. Yeah, I, I was poking around there and it had uh, like 130-something comments. And what about the uh, number of views? Did uh, anyone catch the recent number on that? Yep, um, 33 and rising. 33,000. 33,000. So... Last but not least on the Foundation's uh, viral video campaign, Mr. Tyler, this should be interesting. Mr. Tyler? Carl's reading all the comments. <laughs> Earth Bueller. to Carl. Bueller. 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 Tyler. Huh, interesting. Uh, I'm chatting to you, of course, with my mute button on. 
He's falling and he can't get up. So, and I'm thinking, wow, nobody's reacting at all to this. Well, I blogged about it before anybody had really seen it because there was a press release put out by IBM last week announcing that they were going to do a viral video. But the thing, the thing that I don't get is I don't understand the ending. I don't understand what the punchline is and how it relates to foundations. Now, Bilal, um, I can't remember his last name. Jeffrey? Actually, the person responsible for them commented on my blog that this is going to be one of many. And the only problem... The only worry I have with that is that people may see this one and not bother watching other ones or whatever. Um, so they may never get the punchline. I mean, the bit at the end where it says Lotus Foundations is so quick that if you blinked, you missed it. I think this one is funny enough that I would probably watch more if they came out, even not being in an industry that was related to IBM. I mean, it's, it's good. Uh, hopefully it's going to you know do something because I think Foundations is you know great thing. For small medium businesses, so it'd be great if IBM can get some awareness for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think really, I think it, you know, in the first couple of days, you know, it's like Ed said, it's a success. But you know, after one day having what thirty, thirty four thousand hits, that's ten percent of IBM employees. Yeah. You know, it it needs to get to like five hundred thousand by the end of the week to say, hey, this was viral because it, you know, it had exponential growth or something. Then you can say, okay, this thing was a serious success. You know, Carl, I, I agree with you on a lot of things, but for Considering that it's, it was produced by IBM and it's got 34,000 hits and 131 comments, you go to any of the Symphony stuff or the Lotus stuff, it doesn't have that many page views. Well, they're saying Symphony's been downloaded by 3 million people. There's 140 or 160, whatever it is now, million notes users. 30,000 30, people is not a lot of people. I, 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 if you think that like seven, 8,000 go to Lotusphere. No, I'm just saying it's like... At the moment, I think it's still a small number. If you look at other things that have been viral on, on YouTube and how many hits they have had, yeah, but I think at the end of the week when this has hit 500,000, yeah, yeah, that's perspective, a successful man. viral video. But everything in perspective, I think, you know, you know the, I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to hit 75,000 in the next day or two. That's my projection. So I don't know. I, I, uh, I think it's, uh, it's different. Yeah, you said that uh, they only show the product name at the end for a couple seconds. Yeah, bad move. Maybe if they showed it in the beginning as well to help things along so it set the stage. It, for... it, if, you, if you look closely at the news ticker, it is actually talked about in the news ticker that's going across at the bottom of the news uh, article, the uh, guy giving the news. Who reads? I read that. Did you not read it? No, well, that's what I was actually... No, I missed that. Carl, I was thinking the exact same thing. It would have been nice if they'd have had something in the news thing about it, so I was not paying attention at all. Oh, it was in the ticker. I guess I just read things and listen and watch things all at the same time. I don't know. Yeah. All right, so let's, let's see what happens. You know, I, you know, I, I would say a B. Not I a, think it's good that they're trying. Yeah, me, me too. And I, 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 kudos to the Foundations team. You know, they're out there on Twitter. They're out there on the blog. They created these viral videos. I, I, you know, I got an email from them today. I, I didn't solicit them. They solicited me to uh, to take a look at foundations as an ISV, and and uh, I don't know. I, I think they're doing yeah. a good job. So I think it's wonderful to see that ad just being, you know, trendy and hip and things like that. Yeah. So trendy and hip like uh, women in technology, Jess. Why, yes. I, I want to be clear. The only two issues I had with the ad were they used the word replicating to refer to viruses. 
which kind of, you know, when you say that one of the key features of notes is replication, I think they chose the wrong word. And and the other thing is I just didn't feel that it had a point at the end of it. So I kind of watched it and yeah, I got the humor during it, but it was at the end of it. I was just kind of like, well, what was the point? Yeah. Or there was, there was no sales pitch. Yeah, or it. they could have added, you know, uh, to be continued in episode two or something. Right, like that. right, right, right. If this ad is setting the stage by defining the problem, then future ads may... Talk about I mean, the thing it. is, we're actually helping them by talking about it. They're going to argue now that they're a success because we're talking about it. But, you know, <laughs> we're we talking about it because they do this stuff so rarely. Compare, compare this video to the multi-million dollar Bill and uh, Jerry Seinfeld commercials. Well, how many hits did that have on YouTube? Uh, just, 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 just on your opinion, yes, do you think that's, it's better that's... or worse? That's oranges and apples, I think, because I think that was all bad publicity. People shared it to say, like, look how horrible this ad is. It was like a train wreck. You couldn't look away, and you had to, you know, yeah. send it to everybody. But the underlying uh, message with that was Vista, and everyone knew right before the video was made that Microsoft wanted to to pump up the Vista marketing against Apple, right? And everyone compared that that video right away to the I'm a Mac, I'm a PC ads, and that's where it mm-hmm. greatly failed. That video is on YouTube, and it's actually on YouTube multiple times. And if you add up all multiple times, it's like two and a half million views. Yeah, but okay, aside from the number of people are viewing it, I'm, I'm asking about the effectiveness of the video or the ad. Yeah, I'd say they were both ineffective. Okay. All right. So getting back- I mean, the Seinfeld one didn't tell me what it was selling, and neither did the framework, the frame, Foundations one. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, the world of the internet video has definitely skewed the way advertisers, right? In this case, IBM, and and the in the Microsoft case, Microsoft, right? They they're trying to they're trying to do things differently than they would if they were creating a ad for TV, don't you think? Well, I mean, the thing that's nice about these is you could do a hundred of these for the cost of like one TV video because you just post it to YouTube. It doesn't cost you anything. Well, it you know, whereas if you're doing it only TV costs ads, money to make it. Yeah, you're only paying to make it, and uh, you know that's that's a fraction of the cost when you actually take into account how much TV time costs to put an ad out there. So you could you could produce tons of these, and if only one or two were successful, you've, you you know it's like ju- it's like junk mail. You only need a small percentage to be successful to cover your costs. Mm-hmm. Are there any costs to junk mail when it comes from email now? Yeah, there's costs in there. Customer loyalty tends to get very upset when you send lots of spam, junk email, and stuff to them. <laughs> but there are costs involved with spending, uh, sending, you know, millions and millions of emails. All right, I think we beat the viral video thing to death. I'd rather talk about the women in technology thing, which I segued into earlier, but Sean and Carl couldn't keep their mouth shut because <laughs> they were—they're uh, still talking about the video, which is good. So it's viral. There you go. <laughs> Jess, uh, you mentioned uh, pre-show that you heard something that uh, got you excited. I did on the Taking Notes podcast that you and Julian did with Sandra Marcus, the queen of Lotusphere. She very quietly snuck in a couple of, um, you know, a couple of minutes about how Lotus is trying a new program, and like Sandra said, they when they try something new, they try it very small. Um, they're trying to focus on some women in technology and have some sessions, and you know maybe some other things geared towards the women. 
And I think that's a fantastic idea. And I'm looking sexist. forward to it. <laughs> what what it was it? Sexist. Six women to come? <laughs> yeah, can guys come? I have no maybe, idea. Maybe it's, way, maybe it's a way for the guys there to get dates. Bring all the women to one place. We can just you know <laughs> look at them in a wall in a row. I know uh, Carl will be the first one on li- in line. Well, I, I got to tell you, though, from hosting the lotususergroup.org blog, a lot of the women, they're out there. They don't comment on as heavily, you know, like the men do. It just seems to me that there's more emails flying around behind the scenes. And I even got an email once from – That doesn't sound like the sort of thing of women would do at all. <laughs> I got an email from a woman who honestly wanted to know whether there were other women at Lotusphere or if it was just all men, and she wanted to know that before she registered. Male prison dance. That was, that was from last year. So, you know, I think they kind of need something like this, and I hope they promote it a little bit now while that, registration that is still That sounds like a viral video to me. <laughs> just a bunch of guys didn't, geeking out. Didn't, didn't um, the turtle or somebody on – like years ago, there used to be a page on um, – Meeting people at Lotusphere, but meeting people for not just social reasons. I think, I think on that that Lotusphere Gonzo page or whatever that turned into connections. Is that what it was? No, but, or that, or somebody said the quicker picker upper, right? No, actually, I but, think the uh, unofficial poster child Bob Bear had uh, a whole guide on how to meet people and how how guys can meet girls and how. Girls can meet guys at Lotus. Somebody had definitely written something a few years ago, and I know it it went around Lotus and things at the time because we all found it pretty funny. Mm. It was probably the the Gonzo page. That's that's where I definitely saw it, yeah. I think it's great. I mean, you know, I I have friends that are members of the Witty, the Women's in Technology Institute, whatever, in Boston, and I know they get great value of being able to share experiences together and things like that. And, uh, you know interesting to see what you know what they do with it and what kind of sessions they have for us and things like that yeah and if you if anyone has any questions you know julie and i julian and myself have another interview scheduled sandra julie (laughs) julie julian and i have another interview scheduled uh coming up soon so i can i can uh poke and prod at sandra to to get some more information but uh bruce this isn't where you want to announce the thing you were telling me earlier what'd you call it meaty was it which was men in technology yeah (laughs) Yeah, because there's none of those. No, that's my that's my Lotusphere Idol um, session that I'm going to give. So, uh, yeah, Jess, what else did you uh, you had something else Lotusphere related? I did. It was actually about the other podcast that you did um, with the Taking Notes podcast about Business Development Day, and the one question that they you did not answer in that podcast, and you know, I'm freely going to admit that, you know. Um, the whole concept of IBM business partners, it sort of befuddles me a bit. And so I'm not afraid to ask questions even in a public forum like this And because I'm sure there's other people that have the same question. But do you have to be an IBM business partner to sign up for Business Development Day? I know it's for business partners, but – Yes. Yes, okay. Now, the thing is it's free to sign up as an IBM business partner. That's correct. So if you, if you do business – in any way, shape, or form relating to Lotus IBM software, you should become a business partner. It will take you five, ten minutes to fill in the forms, and you will get a business partner number, and then you can go to things like the Business Development Day, and there's no cost to you. Ah. Mm -hmm. See, these are things I did not know, because as a consultant, I know sometimes I struggle because the jump starts. 
Jess, you should become one for no other reason than things like the Business Partner Forum, which is a notes database that business partners can chat and discuss things in. Uh, you get access to like IBM logos and other materials. So, I mean, again, it's zero cost, and it's silly for you not to be a business partner. And you could be yeah. you could be a, a female too. It's not yeah, just, you could, could be, not be, just for I males. could be a woman in technology. Business partner, which would be a whip, whipped or something. Yeah, I we're a uh, a business partner. I, Carl, right? Is Apilio a business partner? Most definitely is. Yeah. And ANSD, Sean. Of course. Okay. ASND, get it right. I'm, I'm surprised you aren't one ready, uh, Jess. Excuse me. So this this is like you know when you you will start working for a company and you have that manager that gives you a hard time about signing up for the 401k. Telling you should just do it because it doesn't really cost you anything, you know. Yes, you're right. This is one of those things, Jess. You should have done years ago, and I can't believe you aren't already in the program. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I and was very and trying to I'm find gonna, out what it was all about. Girl, no, I'm going to say join. this as well, which is if you do anything with Microsoft stuff, you should also become a Microsoft partner for free. You get access to all sorts of training materials, marketing brochures, and all sorts of things by being a partner. And they spam the hell out of you. Well, yeah, but you can set up a different email account for that spam to come to you, and you, you know. But I mean, most of the stuff I find, I they send me an email like once a week, but it's typically links to online training courses, which you know typically are valuable. Do you have time to take those? Well, I've done a few of them, especially around the OCS product. He doesn't have ten kids and your wife. That's right. I'm, I'm not sitting in my oh, kitchen I'm being so harassed. <laughs> So we'll have to have an episode where our, our spouses come in, not just uh, Colette and, uh, you know, we'll get, we'll get Gail in here, we'll get Matt in here, and Carl will bring Jesse, his dog, in. So. Oh, Jesse's in here already. Oh. She just doesn't talk much. <laughs> but, right. um, I mean, the, th- the thing is, the, the thing I actually do with both uh, a lot of the Microsoft stuff and the IBM partner stuff, I give them an email address, which is a mailing database. Or a separate, you know, you'd give them a separate mail account for sending those emails to you. And by putting them in the database, everybody else in the company can see the emails that are coming in as well. So if they want to take the training course, they can see them and go on. Everybody needs to go and read um, Tom Duff's article that appeared on CIO.com, which was fantastic. And let me even, I'm trying to remember the title of it. It, it was, was seven, top- seven things you need to know about, or seven things... IT managers need to know about Lotus Notes. That's it. That was a sure. great Is article by Tom. Is your prompting you? Yes. <laughs> she has a better memory than I do. It's okay. I've got it up right now. It's on CIO.com, and it's seven things IT managers should know about Lotus Notes. And so everybody who's a Lotus Notes professional needs to take this article and forward it to their IT manager. Um, it was extremely well written. It wasn't... You know, I mean, yes, it was biased. It was very honest, and I loved that. And it definitely drives a lot of key points home. You know, and kudos talks- to kudos to Thomas. It actually appeared on, I think it was the New York Times. Um, yeah, and yeah. the homepage just- and the homepage of um, CIO.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's syndicated. Uh, the New York Times syndicates it. So, yeah, great article, uh, Tom Tom Duff Duffbert. For those of you who don't know him. Um, He's been writing a long time, actually, right? He started writing for, was it Group Computing or what was the name of the... Yeah, it was Group Computing and then it was ePromag. Right, that's correct. Yep, and then he was the developer tips. Um, he was the co-editor with me. He still is now with Rob McDonough on lotususergroup.org. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, and he's a, a top, I think he's a top 10 Amazon reviewer, actually. 
I think he's in like the top three now or something crazy. Oh, God, yeah, it's he's pretty up there. So he, he must read a book every time he goes to the bathroom or something because <laughs> he he reads so many books. It's amazing. So you're saying he, he goes, you know he goes to the bathroom a lot? I figure like most people, he goes to the bathroom twice a day at least, and he seems to read at least two books a day. All right. Well, I think uh, I think Tom will have to let us know. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. Actually, talking of publications, a new publication came out, I think, last week, which is um, from the View folks, which is called UC Squared, which is Unified Communications Magazine. Um, so if you're in the instant messaging, Unified Communications, telephony area, it's a new publication to keep an eye on. They definitely have some uh, interesting articles, and I know they have some interesting ones coming out in future um, editions, too. What was the name of that publication again, Carl? Uh, UC, Unified Communications, is from the, the people at The View. Oh, okay. Excellent. I think it's from the, from the view. Yes. You know, I was just—I uh, just let uh, Duffbert know on Skype that we were talking about him, and he's reviewing some some uh, press release that I wrote. And I just let him know about that we were talking about him going to the bathroom, and he just wrote back, "Your release is so trashed now." <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> I can't believe you weren't happy with my edits. Uh, uh, Carl, your edits were good, but I think uh, they could be better. <laughs> All right. That's okay. If he if he holds if he holds you to that, Bruce, then I have some some dirt on Tom. It was a pot when I was doing those podcast recordings for Lotus Notes. It was something that that he said that I just could not include in the podcast, but I did keep it. So. What do you say? You can't uh, you can't just say that on the the thirteen fifty two report here. Not well, tell you know everybody. How, okay, you know how the podcasts that I used to do for LotusUserGroup.org were um, two minutes with the gurus, two minutes with Lotus, and two minutes with the members. So. It was right after a session had ended and, you know, I managed to take Tom and we were, I said, okay, Tom, let's do this interview now. It's, you know, it's really quick. So we were against the wall and then I said, okay, I've got the recorder up and I was like, all right, I'm standing here with Tom Duff. I managed to grab him out of a busy session and he said, yep, Jess nailed me against the wall for two minutes. And uh, I stopped it and I'm like, can we, yeah, I'm not it, including that. <laughs> Bruce, can you do um, Scooby-Doo music here for a fade out and then actually play that clip and then cut back to us? Hi, this is Jess and I am standing here with my partner in crime with the Developer Tips newsletter, Tom Dub, and he's laughing at me actually because I came up and talked to him and I he's like, she was oh, being polite. No, she was just trying to nail me for two minutes here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They yeah, go, and wow, then, that that is so unlike uh, Mr. Mr. Duff, but um, wow, <laughs> Mr. Duff Bird, that is so unlike. That was really interesting, Tom. Yeah, that was really <laughs> interesting. So, what did uh, what did Colette Colette? What'd you think about that, Colette? She walked away. She went downstairs to do something with some presents downstairs. Is everybody ready for Christmas? It doesn't sound like that will be viral, Jess. <laughs> We didn't hear. Actually, I didn't hear anything. Jess cut out for like twenty seconds on me. Oh, that's okay. It. Uh, I can edit the part about you out. It. it you there? It, yeah, we're here. Bueller. Bueller. I can't hear anything. Put your headset back on. Yeah, come on, Sean. We can hear you. Oh, he's dropped. Yeah, that's okay. I'll I'll add him back on. It's because he's on wireless. He, his wife probably turned on the microwave. He's doing his hot chocolate with marshmallows. Yeah, hold on. Let me get him back in. He's going to try to call me. Watch this. By the way, on that CIO article, there's some. Um, there's a great comment thread that's going on too. Sean. Hey. Sean, what happened? Did uh, Did your wife turn on the microwave? <laughs> no, she went downstairs. All right. Uh, 
Jess, you, yeah, you were saying about Duff Burt's article on the uh, CIO.com? Oh, yeah, um, you know, there's about 35 comments there. It's just, you know, a good good discussion going on also. It's it's the usual, I hate notes, I love notes, <laughs> I hate notes. It's it's kind of funny to read some of it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but it's not. It's not. It's, pre- it's, it's, it's almost predictable. The response. If you ever write anything, notes. It's always like, there's people are going to die for it, and there's people. It is. Discuss but it's, it. It's not as. It's not. It's not as passionately towards either end as it. Is it tends to yeah. be on other posts? Uh, I've noticed. If Davis has to be the worst one whenever people put comments. Yeah, they're always one liners from twelve year olds. I think. <laughs> you know what? I, I'd like to see, and and I'm going to be a bit frank here. Again, I thought the article was very good. If I were to write seven reasons, one thing that I, I would avoid, again, no offense to, to Tom, okay? I would not ever be in a defensive position. I would say, I, like, notes is not dead. You know, notes is more than email. I, I, I would just simply say, notes is email. Notes is XYZ. Notes is, you know, all these things. I would never take the defensive when I try to defend or promote my product. Well, t- to promote my product, so. I don't know what your thoughts are on that kind of stuff, but I don't know. I appreciated the honesty, and that's when even at Lotusphere, you know, a lot of the sessions that I go to, the ones that I like the most, you know, the speakers that I kind of connect with, and the and the information that I learn the most is when they are very honest and they, you know, they're willing to admit the faults, and it's respectable, and it's, you know, because it's value for me. It's things that I need to know, you know. So at least if I if I read that it's like okay well I'm not the only one who thinks that you know and I've connected with Tom as a writer. Mm-hmm. Well, he did nail you against the wolf two minutes. He did. I know. <laughs> I hope you did connect. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Carl, you've uh, you had some fun today, right? Well, it was, it's interesting that Jess says she appreciates the people that are honest. D- today, I actually was uh, I've been messing around with quicker and connections and. Um, I was installing quicker in connection because I was trying to see what telephony integration they had in there relating to same time. And, and just if anybody's interested, quicker doesn't have any same time telephony integration, uh, but connections does. It'll actually use the web API and the same time connect client for its awareness and presence. So you, even though you're on a website, you have to be running a same time client to get it, but you'll get same time awareness and click to call. But I actually installed quicker a few times because every time I installed it, it would start up. And the Domino server would show these messages that said things like attempt by, you know, quicker server to create duplicate template, place catalog in database, place catalog.nsf rejected. Other ones would say things like contracts1.nsf, and there's another one like haiku setup nt rejected. And I was just like, why do I keep getting these error messages? And I literally, you know, kept going back to a VM snapshot, install it again. Try a different setting, same errors, same errors, same errors. So I decided to go to uh, Gab Davis and say to her, okay, what have I done wrong? Why am I getting these errors? And it turns out they're just standard. You just ignore them when you first set up and install quicker. So to me, it was kind of like, what the hell? There was no techno on it, but everybody that's installed quicker just says, oh, yeah, you just ignore those. They're just normal, which to me wasn't really very nice because, you know, whenever you see an error in the Domino console, you kind of get worried about, like, what is that? What didn't it set up properly? What have I screwed up when that happened? So if you do install quicker and you see these messages, apparently you just ignore them. <laughs> that happens, though, when you're setting up a new Domino server install, though, for the very first time. You know, I'll, you know, I always let all the, you know, 
let the console start up. It starts creating databases, but every once in a while you'll hit errors because Domino will try to start a service and, and the corresponding database that goes with it just hasn't been created yet. You know, so yeah. I always tell people to take the server down when it's all done and then bring it back up and then see if it starts clean. So it definitely you, happens but, in Domino but you too. Still, you know, it's still kind of a concern. I mean, the Domino server obviously I'd had for a while, so it's just a case of I'd install quicker. But I mean, the thing is, there was, it, if it happens to everybody, it should be at least be a tech note so that, you know, people don't go spending all their time trying to figure it out and trying to debug stuff or whatever. Make it happen, Carl. Yeah. Get 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 a email into the you know, you know people at IBM. You know what I should do? I should put it in a wiki. There you go. They there is a wiki mm. for quicker do it. You know, I stopped working for Lotus Support in nineteen ninety two or ninety three. I shouldn't have to write their tech notes anymore. <laughs> the, the the word community doesn't uh doesn't register with you? Yeah, but there's some things that a community and there's some things that a company with billions and billions of dollars should just do. Well, Carl, send them an invoice. <laughs> That's right, for my time. Yeah. But it's it's one of those that, um, you know, I should have asked other people first, really, because it's just one of those things that pops up, apparently. Mm-hmm. Guys, would you guys mind bringing Tom Duff in? He, uh, he has it wants to say a few words. Oh, awesome. I, I'd be happy and I to hear. I hope he's not too mad at me for <laughs> ruining his blunder. Actually, we'll bring him in. He's uh he's still doing something right now. I think he's finishing up a book review, but as soon as he's done, he'll 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 ping me and we'll bring him in and we'll we'll uh we'll roast him online here. We'll find <laughs> out we where he have. reads. <laughs> yeah, he's big time now. So 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 Carl, are you going to you going to do something about that, right? Whether it's a blog entry, and I'll, I'll post a blog entry, and then obviously, being part of the community, we just talked about it here, too. There you go. And we have millions, millions of listeners. Oh, we're so, viral. Yeah, we're viral, going viral. <laughs> so. We're on iTunes. Yeah. Colette, do you understand this stuff that we're talking about? No. Okay. Do you care? <laughs> no, she doesn't care, because if she cared... I'd know what you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Talk to me Your about wife seems like a very and... intelligent woman. Well, then again, she is married to me. <laughs> we all make our mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them we have to take home from the hospital. Okay, we're going to bring. If we look at the others. We're, we're going to bring Tom in, guys. Okay. So. Okay. Uh, right. Let's all go quiet and pretend we're not here. Poor Tom. We pick on him, but we love him. Hey, Tom. Uh, welcome to the thirteen fifty two report. That was very good timing with that statement. Thank you. You are the first. You are the first guest on the uh, thirteen fifty two report for episode. Well, in eight episodes, so consider yourself special. We wanted to avoid having you know other people on, but I guess we'll make an is exception. He, is he the second guest? Because we we have Sean's wife. Uh, she doesn't count. Oh, okay. So, so Tom, now that Jess has spilled the fact that uh, she nailed you for two minutes or something like, oh, you nailed her for two minutes. Um, yeah, some I, some I weird resemblance. Like, the... <laughs> yeah, that, that was. Uh, I'm afraid of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tom, we wanted to uh, congratulate you for your CIO.com article, as well as uh, all the syndication it got with all the various publications. How did it feel? It was quite surprising, actually. The CIO.com, I was approached by Esther Schindler to ask, you know, if I wanted to write that article a couple weeks ago. And I said yes, because I felt it was necessary to start writing some, you know, notes, domino articles that go outside of the normal 
IBM Lotus mainstream publications. <clears throat> and we had one exchange of back and forth, and I was real happy with what she had done on the article. Uh, I was really surprised when somebody from IDG Publications sent me an email saying, oh, by the way, this has been syndicated in the New York Times, too. I was a little shocked, but it's been a fun couple of days at work. Apparently, the um, article was actually discussed in our IT management meeting at the place that I work today, which is somewhat interesting given all the stuff that's going on. So hopefully I'll still be employed by the end of the week. Mm-hmm. You get a special oh, parking spot? I'm it sorry. definitely be interesting considering the, this, this uh, SharePoint stuff that's been going on at your work. Yeah, it's it, in fact one of the uh, people who I was talking with today who's higher up on the food chain. She said that she had actually used that to uh, pointedly asked for comments from one of the people who was very much uh, looking at the SharePoint stuff. And I thought, okay, I'm not sure whether that's good or bad, actually, but it is what it is. It was fun to do. And for those of you who are not familiar with Tom, you could visit his blog. Where, Tom? At com. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are attending Lotusphere, you'll Probably probably be able to see uh, Tom at the Bald event, which is a Saturday afternoon gathering that actually Tom, uh, Tom, uh, Tom. I've pre- been blamed for that one. Yeah. You were you were sitting at the bre- the uh, Big River Brewery one night and Julian, Rob McDonough and I walked by and felt sorry for you. And um, we all sat down and more people came and sat down and more people and then. The next year we had a big gathering, so it's all your fault. So well, the thing is, you felt sorry for me, but I was actually having a good time sitting there by myself too. Yeah, you had a pile of books next to you, but we won't go no, there. No, I have of doing that. So, Tom, where else can people see you at Lotusphere? Well, uh, Chris Blatnick and I are going to be presenting uh, "Getting to Wow," which is developing uh, user-driven interfaces as a best practices track. It's BP one hundred eight, and I'm not quite sure when the session's being held yet. It's somewhere during Lotus Fair. Hopefully, <laughs> Hopefully I'll figure it out yeah. before we get there. Okay, and and um, okay, when are you arriving at Lotus Fair, Tom? Well, actually, I thought I was going to be taking a red eye and getting in Saturday morning, and my wife called me this morning and said that she had gotten a notice from the airline saying that they had switched my flight to an all-day Friday flight. So now I'm contemplating how I'm going to arrange that. The option probably will be is that I'll get some cheap hotel, you know, Priceline type thing at the um, Orlando airport for Friday night and then catch an early shuttle over to the Dolphin on uh, Wednesday or on uh, Saturday. Do you have to pay extra for the amount of books you bring to Lotusphere, Tom? <clears throat> Fortunately for the larger uh, giveaways that I did, like one year we had six cases of books that we actually gave away, and all six cases came from O'Reilly Publishing. They actually sent the books directly to the Dolphin, which was good, because otherwise I probably would have had to buy three extra seats just to get them all there. But um, I haven't approached the publishing companies yet for it, but there's a couple titles I have in mind, so we'll see see what I can pull off again this year. All right. So how many books do you read a day, Tom? Uh, a day, <laughs> depending on how big they are. Like, I had actually just gotten um, the myth of multitasking from the library 
came. So that means you can read more than one book at a time. <laughs> yeah, you know, you got two eyes. Why not? Um, hey. Actually, that that one is really small. It's like 150 pages or so. Small, you know, small size book. That I went through in maybe an hour, hour and 15 minutes. Other books, you know, obviously, they're going to take me a week. But yeah, usually I've got three or four books going on at any given time. I'm working through Michael Sampson's um, book on the other technologies right now. And there's yeah. a couple other books I'm working on too. Tom is is a. How long does it take a, you to write each review? Oh, I'm sorry. How long does it take you to write each review? Uh, depending whether it's been a good or a bad day, and I feel like writing, usually it's about 20 minutes of work thereabouts. There's a general format. Usually there's an opening. Uh, the center part recaps to some degree what the book was about and how I felt about the material, whether I thought it was you know well targeted for what they were going for good, bad, otherwise, and then I try to wrap up with some sort of a two or three sentence paragraph at the end, which in many cases ends up being a word bite that then the publishers can often take and use in their um, marketing material because, you know, let's face it, they're sending me the book for free. It's kind of a thing where they're not expecting me to give a good review to every book, and fortunately, in fact, they've told me in many cases we don't want you to tell us it's good if it's not. We want you to tell us you know, what you really thought about it. But when I do the review, I ship them a copy of it as well as posting it on Amazon and my blog. And they're, I've never turned down a group yet when they say, oh, we want to use this in the book as a promotional piece or we want to put it in press release. Like, you know, go for it. In fact, a good example right. of that was um, the one that they did for the um, Just Enough Governance the one that the team studio, uh, Craig Sherman. Yeah. I have to say, I go ahead, Jess. Sorry, Tom, if all these people are sending you books and if you don't like a book, does it feel weird or wrong to write a bad review knowing that you were given that book? How does that work? Uh, Generally speaking, it's, if, if I start a book, I will finish it. And if I finish it, I will review it. Uh, being that I get to request books that I think I'm going to like to begin with, you know, I'm, I may get you know two or three requests a day from publishers going, "Oh, we'd like to send you our book," and it could be novels, it could be tech books, it could be whatever. Uh, I'm trying really hard now to say no more often than not because I've got like three large piles of books behind me right now that still need to be reviewed, and I'm feeling bad about the fact that some of them have been there for a while, but. It's pretty much a case where if it's not a good book, yeah, I haven't yet felt the need to say, sorry, I'm not going to review this book because I think it's really bad. I'll go ahead and put the review out there. Um, Sometimes I may not send them an email and just hope they stumble across it on their own, but hey. Tom, do you fantasize about spending the night in a bookstore like a sleepover? You know, I, I, I used to get my pulse would start racing when I went into uh, Pal's bookstore, technical bookstore. Yeah, yeah this is this real life, Bruce. Thanks. Well, uh, I had a the, question earlier, which I guess Bruce isn't going to ask you. He's too scared. <laughs> Me? Afraid? Is, we, we wonder if you read books whilst you're on the throne. I refuse to answer that question. <laughs> oh, come on, I do. I read books on the uh, on the throne. Every guy reads. Carl, how about you? I think it's a guy thing. No, Jess. Oh wait, uh, I'm trying to think of something. It's a guy tech. thing. I, I think more guys than women read whilst they're on the toilet. No way. I don't believe that for one second. 
Yeah. You so don't think that's I a yes for it. Jess, Colette? <laughs> Are you kidding? It's the only piece I have. <laughs> Colette, Colette agrees with Carl. Colette agrees with Carl. She believes that uh, more more guys than girls. Okay, so Duffbert, yes or no? Read on the throne or, or yes or no? Yes. All right, we got it out of you. All right. You get bad ring. <laughs> hey, Duffbert? We, we I, I have regret that I ever volunteered to call it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I've actually purchased books based purely upon uh, Tom's uh, review. So same here. This should have as you right. read the reviews, though. What's that? I said the question is: Have I led you astray on any of the reviews? Though? Well, I read the re- I, I read some reviews by the books. I just read the reviews. I, I treat them like cliff notes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tom, <laughs> look um, it on the shelf, right? I mean, I, it's like I think the first book I based upon a review was that Headfirst into Java book, actually, that you talked about. Yep, same here. And then I put another one on JavaScript, CSS, and DHTML. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you actually sent me a book, which was that cool one about, you know, person that was making gadgets for their desk and things. I remember that which, one. That which, was- which gave me lots of ideas on how to do things like an automatic dog feeder, where basically I, I have the CD tray... I log in to log me in. The CD tray knocks over a cup that contains the dog food when I open it, and that feeds the dog if I'm not home. That was a cool book, actually. Yeah. All right. I think we covered a, a lot of ground on Episode 8. You guys have yeah, I don't think we'll be getting any more guests ever. Yeah. <laughs> not voluntarily, you're not. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> and next week, we'll have Sean's wife with her own microphone. Yeah. <laughs> And Jesse the dog with her own microphone as well. She'll be on the webcam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bruce, Bruce, you just got to look like he's comparing me to a dog. <laughs> no, he was comparing Colette to a dog. I wasn't That's comparing I anybody about. to anybody. <laughs> you were doing the comparison, Bruce. You're in trouble. Yeah, I know. I'm in the dog house. <laughs> All right. We're going we're gonna to move along and, and wrap up episode eight. I think, uh, I think it was, uh, was uh, fun. To have Colette and Duffbert on the report today, Carl or Jess or Sean. Actually, we'll start with you. Any uh, anything you want to share? Um, downloaded the Foundations 1.1 uh, beta that's got the VMware stuff in it. I'm waiting for some RAM to arrive for, so I can update my machine, but then I'll start playing with it next week. Right, which we Hopefully talked about in episode seven. Yep, we talked about. Um, I'm going to see if I can load up multiple Domino servers on um, on the Foundation server. Uh, maybe one of them running Quick Place, one of them running Same Time, maybe one of them running the Same Time Gateway. Okay. Well, you'll report uh, you'll report back on that. We'll share that. Maybe you can write a couple of tech notes for IBM. <laughs> yeah. So, Jess, what do you have? I got a funny link before we started the podcast. I asked Bruce actually if you know the links that I give at the end if they had to be domino related. He said they didn't. So this site is called it's www.419eater.com and it's about this sport called scam baiting that is absolutely hysterical and it's a whole site devoted to a bunch of people that when they get those emails from the Nigerian scammers, you know, talking, asking them to deposit, you know, millions of dollars into their accounts, they actually flip the scam back on the scammers and end up dragging out, making them do all these ridiculous tasks, sending them on wild goose chases. It is hysterical. There is an example of one guy who 
you know, wrote back to the scammer and saying, yes, I am very interested in, you know, doing this. Just send me all the details. He says, in the meantime, I work at the Department of um, handwriting something and we're doing a handwriting research project and we were wondering if you could send us some handwriting samples and we will pay a bonus of $4,000 for completing the entire book of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets as well as the standard $100 per page. And so they have this the entire letter conversation, the entire email exchange back and forth and the guy even included scans of it's 293 pages um, that the scammer um, <laughs> scanned in and he hand wrote, he had different people hand write the entire book. It is absolutely hysterical. So that, definitely does something. That, does that mean that website's breaking copyright laws? <laughs> yeah. Could be. I don't know. There's enough good stuff on this. There's hundreds <laughs> of letters of all these people, like different email exchanges. And this, if you go into the letters archive, the Harry Potter one is just one example. They're very funny. So definitely worth checking out for a laugh. All right, Carl, you have anything interesting to share with the uh, with the world? I'd like to call out uh, Steve McDonough and Francie Tanner Whitlock. They've just started a new vidcast which is called yeah. the Trouble Geek Vidcast. That was funny. Um, Steve McDonough's a pretty funny guy. Francie, I don't really know that well. But their first uh, episode, version zero, obviously because it's intended for geeks, uh, was actually a good introduction. So it's, that's going to be an interesting to watch. And yes. where would someone find that viral video? <laughs> uh, if you search, let's see. I'm on the well, Steve's blog is dominoyesmaybe.blogspot.com, and it's there. Domino, yes, no, maybe. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's a very funny video. It, it uh, pokes fun at uh, Bill Buckin and um, Paul Mooney. So take a look at it. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. And, um, and now uh, Tom. Tom. Tom, I know you just Skype me and you have something to say to share with everyone. So go ahead. Uh, to follow up on what Jess uh, had talked about on her website, I also did a book review earlier this year, surprise, surprise, on a book called Delete This at Your Peril, One Man's Hilarious Exchanges with Internet Spammers by an author called Bob Servant. And he did much the same type of thing where he outlined some Nigerian uh, 419 scams and, and stuff like that. Hysterical. The guy is based in Scotland. And it's very hard not to think of certain Scottish colleagues that we have as you're reading this and using his voice. And it is hysterically funny. So uh, after you check out Jess's site, go see if you can get the book, delete this at your peril, and it'll be worth plenty of laughs. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. That was that was fun. I'll uh, go around the uh, room here, the virtual room. Sean and Jess. Uh, Sean and Colette, thanks. That's not Colette. <laughs> it could be. Hi, Bruce. Hey, hi, Bruce. Yeah, hi. How you doing? Uh, I forgot what games we played at the kitchen table. Hey, Katie. Hi, Katie. <laughs> All right, Jess. Uh, 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 thanks for another good show. Thank you. No, thank you. And uh, Tom Duff or Duffbert, thanks for joining uh, this ad hoc discussion tonight. We again congratulate you on your um, um, accomplishments with CIO.com and everything else that you do. You're, uh, you're. Um, I don't look up to very many people, but you're one of them, man. Only if, no, I'm not even going to go there. I almost did. 
Uh, yeah, Jess, we'll have to talk at Lotus Fair this year because I'm going to have to pay you back big time on this one. <laughs> Tom, Tom, there is nothing wrong with your height. You need to get over this. I know there's nothing wrong with my height. It's just, you know, I'm basically. You were going to make some joke like you'd have to be four foot tall or something to look up at me. That's what you were no, going to say. Actually, it was going to be you'd have to be on your knees, but I really just didn't want to go there at all. all right. and Especially I mean, after what you did to Jess. <laughs> Mr. Tyler, uh, thanks for your uh, your your honesty, and that's about it. I'm just here to bring the whole thing down. All right, well, that's episode uh, eight of the uh, 1352 report in the can. On the count of three, we're all going to say viral. Ready? One, two, three. Viral. Take care.